You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon from Explore the Bible Students back with you to continue our study of the books of First and Second Thessalonians. We're in First Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 12, and this is session 2 of our spring study. The central truth is we are called to share the gospel and our lives. So um, the title of this is called Shared Lives, and it's because Paul is going to get into how he not only shared the gospel with the church at Thess- with the people of Thessalonica and planted a church there. He didn't just go there and, and be like, hey, you guys need to become Christians, but he went there and did that, but then also let them see who he was and what he was about and the kind of lifestyle he wanted to live. And he did some unique things there too, like we find out as we read that Paul chose not to um, take a paycheck from this church. Now, it's really important to note that like he totally could have. He had that right. Um, the Bible's really clear on the right of a pastor. Uh, right is kind of, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but but pastors should, the Bible's clear that pastors should be paid for by their congregations. And I think, I think there's a case to be made biblically for generosity too. Just in general, the way we pay people, I think a biblical Christian view of employment is that we should want people who are employed in any job to have their needs met and provided for and to be well taken care of. And so, um, yeah, I think if your church has this view of, of its employees, of its staff, that it's like, let's pay them the least amount possible. You need to rethink that <laughs> way of thinking. Um, None of us want to be paid the least amount possible. That's exploitative, exploitative work. You know, when we, we try to get the most out of people while giving them the least compensation, that's, that's not Christian. That's, uh, that's, that's anti-biblical. Uh, that said, uh, Paul chose. He chose. He had the right to receive a paycheck from them, but he chose not to because he didn't want there to be any kind of stumbling block between the, the people in Thessalonica and the gospel. This is what he says. He says, uh, for we never, verse 5, for we never used flattering speech, as you know, or had greedy motives. God is our witness, and we didn't seek glory from people, either from you or from others. Although we could have been a burden as Christ's apostles, instead we were gentle among you as a nurse nurtures her own children. We cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives, because you had become dear to us. Uh, he says, remember our labor and hardship, brothers and sisters, working night and day this way, we would not burden any of you. We preached the gospel. We preached God's gospel to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how devoutly, righteously, and blamelessly we conducted ourselves with you believers. And as you know, a father is with his own children. We encouraged and comforted and implored each of you to walk worthy of God, who calls you to his own kingdom and glory. So um, I don't know what it was in Thessalonica that moved Paul to choose not to take a paycheck, but to, to work uh, a job among them and provide for his own own needs through his own labor. Um, but it was tied to this sense that he had that that would be a hindrance to the gospel. Um, so in other words, I think the lesson for us here is to say, what can we give up? What rights or privileges might we have in our lives that we could give up to point other people to Jesus? So that what what do we have in our lives that 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 we have a right to, we have every right to pursue that we could maybe say, hey, I'm going to put that aside for a moment just so I can love you better and be a better example to you and point you to Christ more consistently and, and, and faithfully. That's what Paul did. And that's the example that he leaves for us. Um, so last week we talked about the importance of community. This is another passage I think about the importance of community, but maybe from more of an evangelistic standpoint. Uh, last week that was the that was part of it too, but it um, 
but even more so here, I think it's, it's what, you know, what, what do we have? What do we, what, what can we do? Um, and, and I think this is a point, an important point to, to help your students to kind of slow down and unpack because they do have things God has given them that they can, they can give up. They have time. We all have time that we can give up. Um, and every student, every human being for that matter, wants to be selfish with their time. Um, your students want to play video games. I'm not saying it's wrong to play video games. Please don't hear me say that. Your students want to um, watch TV. Every student wants to watch TV. Every student wants to play video games, just about, right? Um, every student wants to um, go on dates. <laughs> like your older students, they want to go on dates. They want, there's all kinds of things they want to do. Could you cut back on some of those things that you want to do to give more of your time to serving someone in your community, to serving someone in your neighborhood, to pointing them to Jesus? What? How could you give more of your time? Um, every student has at least some money. How could God, how could God use you to use the money you have to serve and love others? Um, you know, going to lunch with someone, um, uh, looking for a way to just befriend someone who doesn't have a lot of friends. Those are all simple ways, uh, that we could, you know, we can live this out. Um, Another reason Paul probably chose not to take a paycheck was because of the threat of persecution um, and suffering um, in in Thessalonica. This church was being persecuted for its faith uh, to some degree. Paul, um, you know, had been persecuted for his faith, and so perhaps um, this was just a way to, um, you know, avoid avoid some persecution or, or or keep the church from being further persecuted. But it was a way just to, you know, his goal here was to not put any um, you know, not to give this church any reason to be able to say, or not, sorry, not the church, but the people of Thessalonica, because they weren't a church yet when he first, you know, ministered to them, um, to, you know, to, to not give them any reason to be able to accuse him of some kind of wrongdoing or to, to question his character or his faith. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a passage that challenges us to consider what can we do, how can we use what God has given us, um, to better point people to Jesus. Um, so uh, there's a key question on page 22, and it says this, what, how can you live and walk with, with Jesus as approved by him? That's what Paul wanted the church of Thessalonica to do. They wanted to see, them to see his example and walk in a way that was approved by God. So uh, I'd encourage you to close out your time with students this week by challenging them to think about what does that look like for them? What does it look to live a life that's approved by God? Uh, what's one step they could take this week to do that? I think giving some serious consideration to that could have some really a really powerful, really profound impact on you and on your students. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com. 